You're listening to KBCR News. I'm Jessica Greenwell. On Fridays, we speak with former Press Enterprise columnist and longtime KBCR News contributor Cassie McDuff about some of the big stories around the Inland Empire. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Jessica. So first up, Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco is defending his agency against another wrongful death lawsuit for an inmate death in his jails. What's the latest here? Right. Well, the parents of a 21-year-old San Jacinto woman who hung herself in her jail cell in Riverside are suing Riverside County and Sheriff Chad Bianco for wrongful death and for what the lawsuit calls a pattern and practice of jail staff failing to conduct timely welfare checks on inmates. Alicia Upton was arrested on April 22, 2022, for allegedly threatening to stab a woman and kill her horses. She was placed in what's known as a safety cell after she told the deputy screening her at the jail that she kind of wanted to die. Those are her words. She was transferred to the downtown Riverside Jail two days later and again into a safety cell, and her mental condition was classified as severe. According to the lawsuit, she displayed clear signs of self-harm, including 20 visible cut marks on her left arm. Yet she was later removed from the safety cell and placed in a cell with a bunk bed and bed sheets. On April 28th, she used the bed sheets to hang herself from the top of the bunk bed. Jail staff didn't check on her until almost an hour later, by which time she was dead. The entire suicide was recorded on surveillance video in the jail. When asked about the lawsuit, Sheriff Bianco accused the parents of just being after money, and he said blaming his department for the suicide was silly. He said he hadn't watched the video, and he declined to comment further. Yeah, and this suit comes during a time of increased scrutiny for the department as a whole, including a State Department of Justice investigation. Where does that stand currently? Well, we don't have any updates. All we know is the investigation is ongoing. Uh, But as you said, there are at least six other lawsuits from the families of people who've died in the jails. And next up, A conservative group is hoping to make inroads in majority Democrat Riverside, and they're already citing some progress. Right. This group is called Stand Up Riverside, and one of its members told the Press Enterprise that a conservative will replace one liberal-leaning councilman, Ronaldo Fierro, because he's not running for re-election, and the two people who are seeking the seat are both conservative-leaning. Stand Up Riverside has endorsed one of them, as well as conservative candidates in Wards 1 and 5. That member, Roy Blecker, said if those seats flip, it will represent a trend back towards conservatism on the Riverside City Council. And Republicans used to outnumber Democrats in Riverside. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Republicans were still the majority as recently as the year 2000, but gradually the Democrats have whittled away. Today, 44 percent of the city's voters are registered Democrats compared to 28 percent Republicans. Councilman Chuck Condor, who some consider the most conservative member of the council, called Stand Up Riverside a textbook example of a grassroots group trying to take back government from what he called selfish politicians. Stand Up Riverside founder Ellie Jackson estimated the group has 2,000 to 3,000 members now, growing rapidly since it was formed in 2020. One of those members, Roy Blecker, said he sees the political shift not so much as towards mainstream conservatism or the Republican Party as a shift to America First, MAGA, and former President Donald Trump. 
Yeah, some interesting races that could definitely shake up the status quo. Absolutely. Ward 1 also is up for grabs since the incumbent Aaron Edwards is not seeking re-election. Yeah, a lot to check back in on, which we'll do. And a judge has ruled that the Democrat running against Republican Congressman Ken Calvert can't call himself a counterterrorism attorney. So what's the update here? Right. Well, remember, Riverside County GOP Chairman Matthew Dobler had sued the California Secretary of State to prevent Congressman Calvert's opponent, Will Rollins, from describing himself in the March primary ballot as a counterterrorism attorney. Now, a Sacramento Superior Court judge agreed that the title could make voters think Rollins is still a government prosecutor, bringing cases against al-Qaeda and ISIS operatives, drug cartels, and Iranian nationals violating U.S. sanctions, which Rollins said he did previously as a federal prosecutor. But the judge did allow him to describe himself on the ballot as a counterterrorism law attorney, as he still is an attorney and his legal practice uses that experience in helping his clients. So both sides are claiming victory in this case. And we could be looking at a rematch here, too. Right. Calvert beat Rollins 52 to 48 in the 2022 election for the 41st Congressional District. And that district, a patchwork of a lot of different areas, from the Banning Pass to Coachella, extending to Norco and parts of Corona. Yeah, some very diverse communities there. They certainly are. And lastly today, there have been some developments in San Bernardino County's case against an activist who led demonstrations in support of street vendors that turned violent. What's the latest here? Right. Well, after the arrests of eight people who've been protesting in defense of street vendors' rights, the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department had to shut down the comment section of its Facebook page last week after it got flooded with derogatory comments from presumed supporters of that group. For example, commenters called the Sheriff's Department fascist thugs and corrupt and accused it of conspiring to silence the Latino community. The leader of the protest group, Eden Alex Enamorado, videotaped himself protesting outside the home of a sheriff's deputy who was seen on video slamming a 16-year-old girl to the ground in Victorville. Enamorado used a bullhorn to harass the deputy, calling him, among other things, a child abuser. So in this extraordinary case, Enamorado and seven others are accused of felonies, including false imprisonment, assault, unlawful use of tear gas, criminal threats, and other crimes. All but one were still being held without bail. An extraordinary response to these increasingly violent and disruptive protests that we've really seen all across the nation in the past few years. Yeah, and KVCR's Anthony Victoria has been reporting extensively on this issue and these arrests. He's currently in court in Victorville and will continue bringing us updates. Yes, it will be interesting to see whether the courts hold this form of protest, you know, going to people's homes to be illegal or whether it has constitutional protection. I think this could even turn out to be a test case for other agencies looking at how to handle protests. I was thinking the same. A lot of opportunities to set precedent here in Southern California, not just with this issue, but others as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Cassie. Appreciate it, as always. Thank you, Jessica. Longtime journalist Cassie McDuff helps us out regularly on our Friday morning news wrap, and these reports are posted at kvcrnews.org. This report is made possible with the support of the Southern California News Group, publisher of the Press Enterprise, San Bernardino Sun, 
Inland Valley Daily Bulletin, and other Southern California newspapers. I'm Jessica Greenwell, KBCR News.